Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. It is 7 a.m. on what seems to be a cloudy morning. It's, you know, I didn't realize how cloudy it was until I looked out the window just now. But you know what? It, it doesn't bother me any because we're going to spend the next hour together here on Covenant Network with Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright. Let's begin our morning in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, here is what's on tap today. We have for you a wonderful homily on the Eucharist from Monsignor Morris. We're also going to hear about how uh, we, every time we go to Mass, we're remembering Christ's sacrifice, and we're making our own And we're going to dive into the Catechism and Eucharistic Revival with Father Kirby on a homily that he has shared with us. And then Jane Gunther is going to be with us on the show today to talk about the Eucharistic pilgrimage. Uh, We heard from Chris Frank about this a while back, and it's one of those things. So there's going to be like a series of coming events. You know, I love every time we get to share coming soon to a parish near you or coming soon to the diocese near you. And uh, first and foremost, you're going to be hearing us talk about Seek 24 a lot in the coming weeks, and I'm really excited for that. But I am already looking at next summer's calendar, and we've got some more information on the Eucharistic Pilgrimage and the Eucharistic Congress that Jane's going to share with us this morning So we talk about Eucharistic revival this week. Uh, Thursday, we celebrate Thanksgiving. So what better way to prepare for Thanksgiving than the ultimate Thanksgiving that we get to participate here on earth, and that is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and our Lord present among us in the Blessed Sacrament, the Most Holy Eucharist. Let's get you a check of the weather. When we come back, we'll be hearing about the Holy Eucharist, the Bread of Life, from Monsignor Eugene Morris. Today is the feast day of St. Edmund Rich. Born near Oxford, England in 1175, he was the youngest of four children. His father was a wealthy merchant, and he was educated first at Abington, then Oxford, and finally the University of Paris. Edmund became a lecturer at both the University of Paris and Oxford, teaching several subjects, including mathematics, and he also helped introduce the study of Aristotle at Oxford. Using the fees he earned at Oxford, he helped build the Lady Chapel of St. Peter's dedicated to the Blessed Mother. After several years of teaching, Edmund felt called to the religious life and was ordained around 1220. Not long after that, he was named Canon of Salzburg Cathedral, where he gained a reputation as an outstanding speaker. Pope Gregory IX called upon Edmund to preach the crusade, and then in 1233, he was named Archbishop of Canterbury. In this role, Edmund worked for justice, church discipline, and reform while serving as an advisor to King Henry III. However, Edmund admonished the king for his appointment of supporters to key church positions, and though initially the king backed down, ultimately he turned against Edmund. In 1240, he resigned his position and returned to France, where he became a Cistercian. He died in 1246. St. Edmund Rich, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. 
daily offering. God the Father, I thank Thee for creating me. God the Son, I thank Thee for redeeming me. God the Holy Spirit, I thank Thee for sanctifying me. Infuse into my thoughts, words, and actions Thy grace, so that they may be supernaturally pleasing to Thee and supernaturally rewarding to me forever. O blessed Trinity, abundantly assist me in becoming that which Thou intended me to become when Thou created me. For in Thy perfection I will give Thee the glory Thou desirest of me, and in that perfection I will find my greatest joy in heaven. Amen. We are happy to be talking with Jane Gunther on the show today. Jane is the director of the Charismatic Renewal Center in the Archdiocese of St. Louis and spearheading all of the Eucharistic revival efforts in the Archdiocese. Jane, it's so good to have you back with us on Roadmap to Heaven. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be here. Now, now I know that pretty much every time in the last year that I've spoken with you, with Archbishop Rosansky, Bishop Rivetuso, pretty much anyone from the Archdiocese, everyone is excited about the Eucharistic revival. We are here. Um, we've been talking about the wonderful things happening in all of our listening area. Yeah. And there's going to be an amazing opportunity next summer that we talked about with Chris Franks kind of in the the broad scale the uh, and and that's the Eucharistic pilgrimage that's coming from four different places across the country culminating at the Congress in Indianapolis but yeah. we want to talk about the local a little bit today yeah. because that pilgrimage is going to pass through Jefferson City through St. Louis through the Metro East into Central Illinois on its way to Indianapolis and that is Covenant Network country. So let's talk about St. Louis, yeah. July 5th through 7th yeah. of 2024. Yeah. What's going to happen here? Yeah, so I'm so excited because we finally finalized all the details on all this, and it's really quite it's quite beautiful because I think it's going to be wonderful for these 12 pilgrims who will be starting from, you know, San Francisco on their way uh, for 2,000 miles uh, to get to us, but um, we're going to be meeting at St. Charles Borromeo Parish out in St. Charles for a 3 o'clock Chaplet of Mercy, um, and uh, which will tie into really our... Um, our boxes of mercy that we are going to have every parish be a part of, uh, preparing these boxes of mercy that the pilgrims, they themselves will be delivering to refugee families in our area with the Missionaries of Charity on Saturday. That's going to be their service project. So I don't know if everyone understands, but like these um, pilgrims, every, every city that they go to, they will be doing a day of service in those cities. And so ours, um, Archbishop Rosansky asked that ours be with the missionaries of charity. And so they will be delivering these boxes of mercy from our parishes to refugee families, which will just be beautiful. Wow. I mean, you, first you start with the our Lord, and then you bring in this amazing pilgrimage of, of folks who are giving up a couple months of their I lives to do are. this walking pilgrimage. And then on top of that, it, you know, it's not enough to just say, I'm going to walk 2,000 miles across the country to say, I'm going to stop and serve. And especially with the missionaries of charity, I think of every chapel that oh, they have yeah. right next to the crucifix. Two words, I thirst. Yes. Wow. This, yeah. is, this is a wonderful thing. So 
while they're here, what else are you asking us to do for that period of July 5th through 7th? Yeah, so we're hoping that the parishes will actually like create banners and line the streets of St. Charles um, along the actual pilgrimage pathway when they start from St. Charles Borromeo. We will be pilgrimaging, uh, taking that pathway from there to actually the shrine of St. Philippine de Chen oh, wow. and letting the pilgrims actually make a visit and really telling them the story of our patron of St. Louis. So I just think that's so exciting. And then we will be traveling down 4th Street on the way to St. Peter's Church um, in St. Charles, and we will be having a meal there. So we ask that you register, that you are going to be there because we want to make sure we have enough food to feed your families to join us at this event. And um, and then that evening, we will have some praise and worship music. Uh, Carrie Bazeth is going to be providing some praise and worship with a band of hers. And then Bishop Rivetusa will be there to have adoration and benediction that evening at St. Peter's in St. Charles. So that will be our Friday night event. And then Saturday, as I already said, the pilgrims are going to be having this uh, service with the missionaries. They'll be serving breakfast to those who come to that site at the missionaries that morning. But then we are going to also offer Bishop Rivetuso is going to be having an hour of adoration down at their chapel So at 1 o'clock, anyone who would like to come join us and the pilgrims, um, the pilgrims will also be giving some testimony to, you know, we are really gifted that they will have made most of their journey by the time they get to us. So they're going to be giving some testimony on that Friday night out at St. Peter's. So just, you know, what great gift we have to hear what their personal experiences have been to, like, walk Jesus into towns and see what happens. Um, So I just am very excited about that. So we'll also be, you know, offering some time uh, with the Lord before they leave with the missionaries to go deliver these boxes to refugee families. Wow. And then when when our Lord departs St. Louis, which I that's a very weird thing to say because he's not actually departing in the sense that he's with us, yeah. sacramentally present in yeah. all of our churches, yeah. present in the tabernacle. But as the pilgrimage yeah. departs St. Louis, yeah. our Lord will accompany them just across the river to Belleville. Yeah. Where there's going to be some stuff happening at Our Lady of the Snows the next Yeah. So, so, you know, so Sunday morning, Archbishop Brzezanski will be presiding at the 10 a.m. Mass at the cathedral, and the pilgrims will be at that Mass. Um, and we're, we've been told that there are many people who have decided to make St. Louis um, a place where they will start to walk with that Sarah route on the way to Indianapolis. So there will be others joining at that Mass at the cathedral. And then, um, they will be walking from the cathedral 5.5 miles to St. Stephen Promemarters uh, Parish, where we will have um, a little event on Sunday morning uh, before they make their route across the JB Bridge, which 
we can't walk across. So they're going to be driving across to get to Our Lady of the Snows, and then that event will be in the afternoon. Fair enough. I used to live down that way, and I don't know that I would ever want to walk across the JB <laughs> yeah, Bridge. Well, I have prudence as a virtue, yeah, so yeah, we're, we're going to exercise it. It, it, it is, and uh, you know, so we follow the rules and, okay. the, and the law. So, so now, now all of this is wonderful, and I know that for the overarching picture, like if you want to look at the entire Sarah route, and as more information gets posted, especially if you're in Jeff City or if you're east of St. Louis as we get into yes. Illinois, that's all at EucharisticRevival.org. They're going to be updating that, and I imagine each diocese that our Lord will pass through as part of this pilgrimage will then have information that they will be sharing. Yes. So be patient. It's not all out there yet, but yeah. you know, it, it, it will be coming. Um, yeah, and, and people can join any part of that if they want to walk 500 yards with them they can walk that they want to walk five miles they can walk that i mean so and that's why they're going to list that on the official site so that people can join at any point and know exactly where the walking route will be and where the driving routes will be now is there a place we can find archdiocese specific information for the pilgrimage yeah, at the Archdiocese uh, website slash Eucharistic Revival. Okay, so rhsdale.org slash Eucharistic Revival, yeah. and you find the, the information for what's happening here in yeah, town. Yeah, absolutely. This is wonderful, but but wait, there's more. Yeah, right? there's you know, always but wait, more. But wait, there's more, because yeah. with the Lord, there's always more. Yeah. Uh, Ten days after the pilgrimage departs St. Yes. Louis, there will be a gathering from across the country in Indianapolis, yes. Yes. which I am very much looking forward to. Uh, Patty Schneier and I are intending to go out and do some broadcasting to share the Eucharistic Congress with our listeners. And there's going to be a group yeah. from the Archdiocese of St. Louis going, yeah. and there's still room to join that group if there you're interested. There is, yeah. So I think we have about 70 passes still available for people to purchase to be part of the Archdiocesan pilgrimage. So we have have secured uh, actual hotel rooms for those. Um, that's part of the problem is, is like, uh, if you try to do this on your own, you're going to have trouble finding housing. So we really welcome you to try to join through our um, corporate travel has secured us rooms. And if you join us in our pilgrimage with the Archdiocese, Archbishop Rosansky has committed to actually having a mass at the hotel that we will be at just for our Archdiocesan participants. So that will be really yeah. lovely. Anytime I go to a conference or I travel, the, the question's always, who am I going to know? You know? Which is okay if I don't know anyone, yeah. but there's some comfort in that. And even if during the day, during the Congress, you go off and do your own thing, you go to this track, this session, this breakout, whatever it may be, you sit with these people, who knows, when you come back, there's going to be some familiar faces from oh, back at home. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've heard some people say, oh, ha- have you seen the cost? But you know what? I've gone on vacations where I've been willing to drop a lot more than what it costs to go to the Eucharistic Congress. And yeah. so for our Lord, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. And this is really a momentous occasion. Yeah. Like we haven't had a national Eucharistic revival in 83 years. You know, so it's like it's due, number one. And then the other thing I would say is is like um, it's momentous that this Eucharistic pilgrimage across the U.S. is happening and converging in Indianapolis, that is momentous and has never occurred. Yep. So, like, to be a part of this first ever experience and even the commissioning of Eucharistic missionaries that will be going back to their archdiocese to really bring the real presence of Jesus to the marginalized in their communities 
has never been done either. Yeah. I, I mean, so. I think about the power. We've got the Focus Seek 24 conference coming up yeah. here. And we had Seek 23 here mm-hmm. last year. And, and how many people were just changed by that event that then went back into their parishes. Yeah. And again, it, this is the idea that if, if just two go back into a parish and they've been changed by this and they share, I encountered Jesus in this way. And this is how my life has changed. The ripple effect of that is not to be underestimated. That really, our, our Lord can work through that because yeah. he, he does amazing things. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. And today, uh, the USCCB, the bishops are meeting and um, they're meeting with the bishops from the a 500 mile radius of the Congress of Indianapolis. And they're going to actually offer one day passes. So, you know, if you can drive, you know, four or five hours and get to the Congress, you can just go for the day and not have to even pay for housing um, or, you know, and that might make it a much more affordable event for a family, um, but still get to be a part of the excitement of this, um, this real encounter with the Lord. From St. Louis, it's not a bad drive. I know a lot of families that go out to Santa Claus, Indiana every year and, and they've said, look, we just do the there and back again that day. So I, you know, I haven't done it, but I know people who have. Yeah. And uh, so you don't have to take my word for it because I can't give it to you. But you can take the words of, of, of friends of mine who have done that. Yeah. And it's really something to consider going out and back in a day and, and going with friends or going with fellow parishioners, especially to make that that drive there and back yeah. even more manageable. Yeah. And I just I want everyone to know, like, you know, it, it was so beautiful when the the Holy Father, you know, when the the committee presented the monstrance to him that was going to be used at the Eucharistic Congress, his word was grande, grande. <laughs> I mean, this is the hugest monstrance one could ever lay their eyes on. And, you know, and to be able to witness that yourself, I think, is worth the drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Jane, thank you so much for joining us today yeah. to talk about what's happening at the local level with the Eucharistic Pilgrimage yeah. and Eucharistic Revival. And I know that there were the talks by Dr. Feingold in the first part of this. Are yes. those still available out they there? They are. They're still on the website. So, so archsdl.org slash yep. Eucharistic Revival. Yep. So you can listen to them. Yeah. And then really also... You should see the creativity of our parish reps for the Eucharistic Revival. The things they are coming up with to do in their parishes is phenomenal. And so lots of Advent things around the Eucharist. And I I just encourage you to check the website. If if your parish isn't doing something, I'm sure a close-by parish is. You should check it out and attend one of those events. Well, there you have it. Jane, it's been great to have you. archsdl.org slash Eucharistic Revival is the website to go to. Save the date, July 5th, St. Charles, Missouri. The pilgrimage will arrive. And uh, for those of you in Jefferson City, be sure to keep an eye out for what's going to be happening there, as well as those of you in the Metro East. We're going to work to get you that information as well. As soon as we have it, we will share it with you. In the meantime, we're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. A most commendable indulgenced prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, shower copiously thy blessings on thy holy church, on the Supreme Pontiff, and on all the clergy. Grant perseverance to the just, convert sinners, enlighten infidels, bless our parents, friends, and benefactors, assist the dying, liberate the souls of purgatory and extend over all hearts the sweet empire of thy love. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, most kind, 
bless us now and in death's agony. From a sudden and unprovided death, deliver us, O Lord. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Every time we start a new week with a new theme on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, I just have a little bit of excitement wondering, like a kid on Christmas morning, what is our reflection going to be? And Patty, it's a new week. It's a Monday. So what are we going to be discussing this week? Well, I've got a story to tell you first before I get to the topic. One of the greatest joys in my life over the past five years has been getting to know my son's girlfriend at the time, who then became his fiance and is now his wife, Maddie. In addition to loving Maddie very, very much, I love her wonderful family up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I've become very close friends with her mom, Kim. The two of us moms talk about our Catholic faith all the time, and she gave me a book for Christmas that I want to share with all of you. It's called Safely Through the Storm by Deborah Herbeck. It's 120 Reflections on Hope. I read this book, devoured it, and then a year later went back and devoured it again, underlining so many quotes page after page. I especially pondered the introduction by Amy Wellborn. Oh, my gosh, this intro was great. She shared her own poignant story of her husband, who at age 50 collapsed while working out one morning and died. And she vulnerably reveals what I think many of us secretly assume Nothing like that will happen to me. But then it does. And we're tempted to lose hope and faith in the Lord's love. She writes, we will suffer. It's just a fact. But that same suffering can teach us, if we let it, to turn to God and place our hope and trust in him. End of the quote. So how do we do that? This book is a compilation of quotes, just a goldmine of wisdom gathered all together to help us navigate the storms of life. So each day I'm going to take a different saint and a different quote. Today, let's start with Therese of Lisieux. Here's what she says. And each one, we're going to have a nugget of or a word of wisdom of how to get through and weather the storms of life. Here's what Therese of Lisieux said. It is quite a mistake to trouble ourselves as to what I may still have to suffer. It is like meddling with God's work. We who run in the way of love must never allow ourselves to be disturbed by anything. If I did not simply live from one moment to the next, it would be impossible for me to be patient. But I look only at the present I forget the past and take good care not to forestall in the future. When we yield to discouragement or despair, it is usually because we think too much about the past and the future. End quote. Her point here is live in the moment. Live in the moment. Surrender the past and the future to God, especially when you are in the middle of a trial, an illness, loss, disappointment, or heartbreak. God is found in the present moment. Seek him there. You will find him. And that's one nugget of truth that I hope that you will find helpful when you find yourself in the next storm of life. 
Patty, as you were sharing that reflection from St. Therese with us, I couldn't help but think of all of the times in my life that I've suffered and I've gone to see a doctor, whether it was for physical suffering or emotional suffering. And here you take us to one of the doctors of the church who so beautifully speaks about suffering. Thank you for today's dose of encouragement. I feel like I should say, don't waste your suffering after hearing today's daily dose of encouragement. In fact, I'll say it, don't waste your suffering today. We all have opportunities. I woke up with a little bit of a headache this morning. I know exactly why I have it. It's because I'm trying to cut out caffeine from my life. Pardon me there. Every time I go to talk, I also apparently just can't get the words out this morning. But, you know, I woke up and I said, oh, man, not a headache today. Maybe I'll just go get a cup of coffee. Maybe I'll have some caffeine. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe I will. But I have a headache. I didn't ask for it, but I have it. And I can offer it as suffering, as we heard last week so beautifully, for a soul in purgatory who could use that suffering. So it's a good reminder for us today. This week is Thanksgiving. It's a time that many of us will get together with family. And I know that for many of us, there are always those conversations we're having with ourselves saying, is this person going to be there? Is that person going to be there? Uh, You know, am I going to have to talk with them about this? I don't know. I really kind of hope that maybe I don't run into them. Uh, Boy, I just, I don't know. Well, here's a thought. Instead of fretting about it, perhaps... Perhaps ask for the intercession of your guardian angel and their guardian angel. And then go with a heart of charity and ask that, you know, guardian angels, could you, could you intercede for us? Could you watch out for us that we would have a good interaction, a positive interaction, or at least not a bad interaction, you know, whatever it may be. It's, it's something to consider as you get ready for the holiday. I know I'm looking forward to it, uh, all things in moderation this week, uh, as much as I want to overindulge in three different types of turkey, four different types of potatoes, eight different rolls. Uh, you can all have the green bean casserole. I will happily give up my portion of that. Just give me that extra serving of cheesy potatoes. It's a reminder that uh, all, all those years I said, I'm just going to be gluttonous today. Who cares? It's Thanksgiving. No, it, it, it's a chance to offer things up in moderation as well, to be temperate, to be prudent, dare I say. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to let you know we've got some new content up on our YouTube channel, including an interview with Dr. Scott Hahn, our interview from last week with Dr. Edward Tree. We're going to have some new stuff with Father Wade Menezes posting there this week as well. We are doing the show today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, and then I'll be taking the rest of the week off from the show, but I'll be back with you again next week. So let's make the most of these three days we have together. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. Don't forget to pray your rosary today. And uh, as I like to say, don't waste your suffering.